right, so um, Childish Gambino. The, uh, what's it called? The Summer Pack? Is that what that was? The EP. That was the, the EP, two right? track, yeah. The 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 song that I like the most of the two of them feels like summer. He put out a visual, a very animated visual. I have to say, I'm kind of mad he didn't lead with the video because this would have been the number one song in the country. You think so? Yes. The first time I played this song, I played it like 15 times in a row. I was like, wow, this actually feels like a hit record. It was right? cozy. It was, but I feel like it wasn't like shocking. Because remember, like This Is America, the video was so visceral. And I think this also has like another visual kind of effect on you. It's very nostalgic. It's very warm. But it, you have to understand that you're watching. It's not for the same reasons as This Is America. You no, haven't seen the video. Right. Like Migos are playing pickup ball. Beyonce, for whatever reason, hanging out in the same neighborhood. You know. Why did Take Off miss the jumper? Why did he make Take Off miss the jumper? Because everyone makes mistakes, okay, and it's summer. Is that like a metaphor everyone's that he just, didn't miss his shot? And no, everyone everyone's just trying it, to relax. Because like, he was left all bad and bougie. <laughs> And why is Azalea Banks perched above the car that Will Smith is washing like a pigeon who's going to like shit on it? Are we sure that's Azalea Banks? I thought it was because the like witch hat. That's fine. I we'll think you answered your own question. I like the tug of war game. Yeah. This is to me what uh, hip hop right heaven looks like if it was Aww. a community. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Drake chasing future was funny. And he's so distraught that he right. couldn't catch future. Like, I thought that was interesting. I also think that's like a metaphor for their careers. Oh, stop it. it well, is. that's the part that I was trying to look into. Like, we're going to talk about it when, yeah. this, when this thing is, over, is pl done playing. Okay, is this, like, is this, this a sunken place right here? That's what I couldn't figure out. Why the dark scenes? Like, what does the dark scenes mean in comparison to everybody who's in the hood? Is like, this a slight against Gemini season to see Kanye West crying? Yo, because... the big tears, too. And why does Beyonce care about Fredo Santana? Who doesn't, though? I mean, no. Don't get it. Rest in peace of Fredo Yo, with Santana. the facts. <laughs> Okay, I was trying to see if this uh, ice cream was a metaphor for Obama being kind of mixed. For what? <laughs> We're not doing anything and letting yeah. the yeah. black and I'm white people saying, melt together. Right. It just kind of reminded me of the scene in Get Out where they had the cereal next to the milk. Yeah, Charlemagne licking a popsicle and with Yachty is like... Aww. Gucci Mane sunbathing is a mood. <laughs> With the ice cream coming on his face. It's such a mood. Waiting to push your teeth, reunite. Yeah, that was kind of wild. So who's who's this with J. Cole? That's uh, Ray Shremmer. Okay, got it. Okay, who's the skateboarding? Is that SZA? Uh, yeah, I think it's SZA and Janelle Monae. Oh, okay. I would sign up for that sitcom. I would too. Oh my God, them as neighbors? Yes. Like sign, sign me up. Yeah, you got explains it. it all. Wow, get a top on the phone. Okay, Is that Chris so, Brown? Yeah, so Chris Brown cries in the dark. Okay, that's a metaphor for real life. It's gotta be. I didn't get this one right here, but it, yeah, it's I'm my favorite sure scene. Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite scene. scene. Oh, we're talking about um, uh, outcasts as they yeah, appear on Sanconia, and then Rihanna, like. Oh, area. that's Rihanna? Yeah. Okay. Oh, she is above everyone else. Right. Okay, and... Young Whitney. Okay. Young Whitney Houston with the leather jacket. Very fly Whitney, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the shenanigans. Afro Mike. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I really hope Cartoon Network calls them, because I know Adventure Time just ended, and I need this in, like, episodic form. This is the act animated sitcom. Or is it, it a would sitcom? Be. I don't even know. 
the hip hop community, mm-hmm. I would love to watch and see how this all plays out as like a slice of life TV show. Slice of life is always a good way to go. Right. I'm big on slice of life. You couldn't go wrong with that. So I feel like that video epitomizes where Childish Gambino is right now, which beyond perhaps a lot of people's expectations in the very beginning is someone who holds a lot of goodwill amongst all these different figures in music. And I say that's surprising just because I revisited camp today and I don't feel good about it. (laughs) I still say it's not a 1.6 album. Shout out to Pitchfork. That was rude, but it's not, it's not a great debut at all. At all. So, uh, so this is my question because I, I was before we even cracked the mic, I was telling Christine like I was I really didn't give a shit about Childish Gambino until I think they used to spin. I used to watch MTV Jams a lot, and they used to spin. What's the video? Three thousand. Mm-hmm. Three thousand five. Three thousand five. That's yeah. the one on the carousel, right? Yes. That one, and then what's the other record where he dances in the restaurant? Sober. Sober. Okay. Right. So that's when I paid attention. I was like, okay, this is like. I see the artistry in this, like, okay, this is all right. But, like, tell me about Camp and Stone Mountain and this other stuff because I don't know what he – I don't have a real gauge to say what he was then and what he is now. Okay. So, to be fair, I feel like there was a lot of blog hype surrounding Childish Gambino. One, because he was already a sitcom figure. You know, uh, basically Tina Fey had taken him under his wing and he started off as a writer on – NBC before he went on to become like the sitcom star that he was on community. Right. Um, so I think people were mostly paying attention for the sheer novelty factor, which is like, who's this person on TV who just started rapping all of a sudden? At least that's how I came to know him. I had no idea that he was even out of Stone Mountain or anything like that. I had no frame of reference whatsoever. Um, but then like going into camp, I think a lot of the initial press kind of posed him as a anti-gangster rap figure. Um, so that may have been, that it may have also fueled the some people's interest as well. Cause like, keep in mind that like Kanye West is like at the top of the world right now. And we're referring to him as like, this is 2011. Correct. Okay. Correct. So he had long bested 50 cent and the album sales wars and things like that. And so I think a lot of that initial appeal might have fueled the hype. But, yo, correct me if I'm wrong here. What do you remember from those early days? Okay. So for me, I was coming right out of high school when oh I my got. God. Yo, like, I, it's very, like, a rare moment when you kind of see an artist at a very early stage. See, I didn't know him for TV. I, I didn't watch Community. But he had a music video go around that had got burnt. what was the name of that song um i'm drawing a blank now but it's like in the garage like in the red hoodie he was in the garage he's like rapping he was very like heavy like you could tell he was like a child of little wayne and kanye pit into mm. one like he had wow. he had like yep. the punchline raps and he had like some personal songs he was singing but you gotta think he's coming out after so far gone so everyone's looking at him as like Oh, you're oh, an actor true. slash rapper. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Drake. Yeah, it's you're Drake. Right. Drake. Drake. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so we need another one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of like the thing. He was very warmed up to that he style. Was so, yeah. It was way too It was literally Drake from Stone Mountain. Oh, but, 
my god! Yeah, it, he was like, so. Right. Is that a good thing though, where you no, can see the potential? It was, well, that wasn't the thing. It was definitely a novelty because keep in mind that like blogs like Pitchfork are starting to like gain recognition and then meanwhile there's this form of blog rap like drake as drake is rapping over leaky lee childish gambino is also rapping over uh, adele rolling in the deep yeah like, that was his like kind of novelty records kind of sort of exactly but think about it at this point they had already accepted that drake was a thing because so far gone critically acclaimed but gambino coming up under didn't necessarily like catch the hip-hop fan base he had a more of a niche base of more like kids that feel like outsiders you know you he had a lot of raps about kind of growing up and because the thing is he went he's from stone mountain but he went to like a private school drake so, is edgy compared to Charlie. yeah Gambino. well not just edgy <laughs> but it was just that's like, how it sounds if, that drake if, was edgy if, compared i've already to, seen if, the dark side <laughs> i've seen the dark but side of his emo stuff and now you're giving me like is that what it is it was Can it we was contextualize stone mountain really quickly just because i feel like when he gets profiled Stone Mountain gets written about in passing. Yes. Let's contextualize Stone Mountain real quick. How would you want to frame it? Well, it's... I mean, the first time that I went there was for the exact same reason that I feel like most people end up writing about it or mentioning it is because of the Confederate Memorial. Mm. But you also have to recognize it's where people live and maybe that's where the city's legacy kind of gets complicated. But Big time. All that is to really say is that it's like a suburb of Atlanta, but it's also like not that far from Atlanta. It's close time. enough to the city where you kind of acknowledge it as being like you're if you're from Stone Mountain, they'll consider like you're from Atlanta. Right. Is is that close? Yeah. And also, I feel like have you ever been to the light show? Oh yeah. Yeah, they had the light show Stone Mountain, but also you have to. That's what the KKK reformed mm-hmm. at Stone Mountain, and so. They have, they have a lot of racial undertones there. And it's a suburb, but it's also very, very urban. It's, my aunt grew up over there. My cousins, everybody was over there. So I know Stone Mountain for being when my cousin got his room stolen off his car, where, you know, they broke into your house with your dog right outside. Like, they don't care. Stone Mountain is rough enough. But it wasn't, like, the worst place. You know, my cousin went to school there. It was cool. So... For Gambino, though, he grew up in Stone Mountain, but he went to a predominantly white private school. So he was the outsider on kind of like on both ends. Like he was, as what Earl said, you know, too, you know, too white for the black kids, too black mm-hmm. for the whites. So he didn't really fit in. Right. And a lot of that came out of his music. And keep it, in mind, like, that's how he decides to open camp. Right. Like, which is his debut album coming out in 2011. He's talking exactly about that private school existence. Like, Literally. Out the gate. So he got, you know, raps about, you know, black women really went into him. So he kind of fetish, fetishized a lot of Asian women. Um, just a lot of, like, questionable. <laughs> a lot of questionable. Oh, my God. He was, and then, to me, I realized, Wait, like, yo, he is was. that what he was doing? Yo, yeah. Yo, can I tell you something? Like, oh, my God. The first time I went to Bonnaroo was. I want to say like that same year. Okay. It might have been 2011. It might have been 2012. I was like working for the festival, um, but we had a lot of we had a lot of spare time, and we're and like part of our job was also to kind of like see the artists and like report back on what's going on, so we could update our social media or whatever. So anyway, I decided to go to Childish Gambino's set, um, and like just imagine being the only Asian girl like in a sea of like festival white dude bros when he's saying. Asian girls everywhere. 
You see LA. You see me, babe. You see me, babe. Asian girls everywhere. You see LA. And I was like, oh my God. What do I do? What do I do? Damn. I'm like literally in the middle of the crowd. I like left. I was like, excuse me. Like, I, 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 I gotta go. I gotta get, I gotta out, get out, of out of here. Like, this is not good. It's a lot of bad lyrics in this bad catalog, bro. There's a lot of things that he. And the thing about it is, he. Uh, the way he's thinking is I'm being very open and honest about like, my relationship, like what I'm into, mm-hmm. but it gets, there's a line where it's just like, nah, bro, <laughs> you're like, doing nah, nah, you're doing too much. But that was kind of like his thing. Like he was very open and honest with his lyrics. It's just some of the things were just like, eh, nah, dog, that's not it. It was like Kanye West style clumsiness, but yes. maybe with a little bit less charm and a little bit more like random quote unquote, like nerdy references. So I yeah. think that's where people chose to pick sides they either yes. identified with like the really nerdy side of him or they were like pitchfork 1.6 forever like if kanye west played with transformers he probably did though <laughs> he, probably, he probably, probably did, did. <laughs> but more like if kanye west magic okay like, can you imagine if kanye west was born in bankhead but went to school in buckhead no. Uh, no. <laughs> no, man. I'm just saying. No, I, feel like, I feel like that's like the closest thing. It's like he went to the other side of town and was that's kind of like where he cultivated his his identity. But oh he God. still went back to like where the hood was right. and felt like so disconnected from that that it almost like he wanted to shun that side of himself for a while. And mm. I think that's why a lot of people right now, if you go to social media, are talking about, like, why is Donald Glover so pro-black now? And why is he seems to, like, even with Atlanta, like, the size of himself that he's embracing in the series and with his, like, latest music weren't uh, weren't something you saw early on. It wasn't right. early what you saw in camp or it wasn't what you saw in, like, the early EPs and stuff. Like, he, he definitely made, like, uh, a shift I call that maturity and kind of becoming aware. Because if you look at if you look back at some of this stuff, you can't you cannot be a whole 30 year old man and be like that's okay. Like somewhere you gotta be like maybe I was wrong, or right. maybe I I'm, I was clumsy with my opinion. I was clumsy with my perspective, and sometimes you just find yourself more the older you get. I kind of feel like that's what has helped him is being able to like self identify where he kind of slipped up and the pieces of himself that he was neglecting to like put in the forefront. It's interesting that you say that because I also think of something else that you said, which Ja would bring us back to like your point about kind of catching like some of these visuals for the first time. Mm -hmm. Right. I think part of the reason why he, why maybe like our favor has shifted is because like he was no longer sort of like the main focus or like the main character, like in sort of like his own story. Like all of a sudden you have director Hiro Mirai, like who worked with them on those very videos that you talked about, like giving these really stunning visuals to where like, it's like, okay, maybe you feel one way about the song, but like, have you seen this video to where like in um, his own FX show Atlanta, I feel like, that show wouldn't be able to focus the way that or function that the way that it does without a paperboy figure. And as you've written about before, like Donald Glover could never have played paperboy. Like ever. I think he's self-aware enough to know he has to, because I wrote a piece today. It comes out tomorrow about how like Childish Gambino is a community of creatives. 
Mm. It's a, like the best of his stuff is when it's not just him. Mm-hmm. It's where you pit a bunch of ideas of other people and kind of facilitating it through this person, through this medium, like his music videos, even like his SNL staging and everything. You can tell like it's very particularly curated in a certain way where there's a team of people that's making this happen. There's everything is produced. Everything is produced. Everything is coming through like a, a squad, you know, a right. collective, a bunch of ideas. So it's not just Tim anymore. But I think he is like the basis of a lot of his ideas. He just knows how to bring other people in mm-hmm. to make it work. Outside of Hero, who I know he's been working with him for a long time, do you think that collective of people has changed in this evolution that he's on right now do you think he has those same people around him do you think that's been part of this awakening or the maturity or the growth that you're talking about if you look up royalty the collective that um that's based around him i believe all of the people who are with him now came around like 2012 2013 Mm. and that was the beginning of because of the internet that's when he met hero I think that's when a fam started managing him. I think that's when like a lot of pieces started moving together. Mm-hmm. But like as I was researching, I think what's super cool about his story is that Ludwig, the artist that produces all of his stuff, um, he met on the community of the show he did for NBC. Right. And right. in two thousand nine. Two thousand nine he started doing a community at NBC. So that's where he met his producer who does all his stuff before that he didn't have a producer. Right. So it was almost like he met him on the show. It was like, hey, I want to work on music. They did yeah. their first mixtape, Cold Sack, in 2010. And they've been working together ever since. He met Hero in 2012, I think, right before shooting the videos for 2005. Mm. And he told him then, he was like, hey, I'm writing a show. I want you to direct it. And he was like, well, you just have to convince FX. He was like, done. So he has, like, the foresight of seeing people who he can, like, I recognize your talents. I mm-hmm. recognize how we can use this to make something. Mm-hmm. So I think that's his skill. I think that's really, like, his superpower is being able to recognize someone's talents and being like, let's do something. Mm-hmm. Come up here, let's do something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why everything has always gotten better is because he's continued to surround himself with, like, not only just like-minded creatives, but people who get the kind of art he's trying to make. DJ Khaled stole his whole style, is what you said. Wow, wow. I mean, I wish if, if Khaled had some type of artistic bone in his body, then maybe. Maybe. Oh, my God. He doesn't you have guys, one. DJ Khaled. Khaled has. <laughs> Khaled, Khaled, Khaled has made hit records, but, yeah, as far as the no, artistic man. part of it goes, yeah, I don't think it's. Khaled had a nice, like, Rolodex of phone numbers. Mm-hmm. If you get if you gave me Khaled's Rolodex of phone numbers, I could have hit records, too. If I wow. can call Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, and Fat Joe to jump are we, on the song. Are we going to put money on yeah. that? Yes. All right. I bet you won't give me a phone. DJ, yo. <laughs> People serious. talk about DJ Khaled like Mike Krzyzewski. Like, he has all the best players. <laughs> right. And, of course, he's going to win. Like, come on. Like, how do you have the best squad and not pit up 100 points? Yeah. You know? Like, you're going to yeah. – you can't have Golden State and not go to the finals. Yeah, right. Right, right. That's my thing. And that's no – that's not a – Unless uh, you blow a 3-1 lead. Oh, my God. I'm never going to let that go. And that's not the shun gallery. It's just, I think there's a difference between taking what's available and being able to have like the outreach to grab whoever you want. Uh huh. 
I think the genius is where you look at what surrounds you and see what you can make out of this. Yeah, What's yeah, the potential? Yeah. Versus yeah. you giving me a Blackberry with everybody in the industry and being like, do your thing. Mm-hmm. Make your calls. Right. Wow. That's, I think that's two different things. Yeah. Both can be successful. For sure. Both can be like acknowledged as being really, really cool. And like one is different than I, the other. Yeah, one's just different than the other. I just <laughs> yeah, one I, is very yeah. different than the Shout other. Shout out to Khaled though. I'm pretty sure I'll see you one day. <laughs> one day. One day I'm running to you. Oh my god. I'm You're right. gonna run into him this week when Childish Gambino's at the show. For some for whatever reason, <laughs> right, DJ Khaled's like, you know what? I need to go up to Atlanta for why one didn't night. He, bring, he should have brought Childish Gambino out for the Beyonce show. Oh, yeah, what? He, he was had, probably touring. Oh, yeah, little John. No, he wasn't. You know, it's weird. Who? Okay, you, you had mentioned earlier that Gambino has a lot of goodwill in the industry, and I think he does, but people seem like they still don't like super embrace him like that. Okay, well, so. <laughs> well, go ahead. Well, he's, he's not featuring on any big albums. Mm-hmm. He's never been like the feature. You no, know, it seems like I don't know if this is because no one calls him or if he turns down all these opportunities, but. We have not seen him pop up on. We had everyone drop this summer, and there hasn't been a single game being no feature. Um, Has he ever been the type? Oh uh, well, for a while he was like the outsider though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like now he's like in, and still we haven't seen like a shift. The closest thing is you know this is America. Everybody gave him ad libs. Okay, but no yeah. one gave him. Hey, I need you on my album. He wasn't on Culture too, and he told everybody <laughs> about Bad and Bougie. Like, well, that's the funny thing. Like, I see him at these award shows, and like everybody's happy to see Donald Glover, and it's like everybody wants to take pictures. I see him with like random people. I'm and his like, teddy bear it's like suit. Meek and Donald, yeah. Glover, like Meek Mill and Donald Glover and Anthony Anderson and Donald Glover, uh-huh. and like I'm like, all right, so Nicki Minaj and Donald Glover, uh-huh. and I'm like, all right, that's cool. Ti Donald Glover, and I'm like, that's dope. Uh huh. Like, are y'all gonna do any songs? Anything? <laughs> like, I'm not saying that you're taking a picture means that there's something going on, but I'm saying if y'all have all this love for the brother, you know he's talented. Like, there's maybe, nobody. Hmm. Maybe I get this perception of goodwill from uh, how he kind of curated the soundtrack for like Atlanta. Yeah. Because I think for the longest time he did sort of represent like the indie blogosphere part of like hip hop that was still like sort of emerging. But then when, when it came to like the soundtrack, I guess where I kind of expected, I don't know what I came to expect, but it certainly wasn't OJ, the juice man, like from (laughs) off the jump, you know what I mean? And, And you know, that sort of work, it involves like going to the artist like directly and being like, Hey, I want you to be a part of this moment. Um, so I think that's where I kind of get that perception from that. And like, actually doing a collaboration with like dj drama maybe he tries to cultivate it but then like he bring maybe he's just selected with his opportunities i honestly have no idea that's a good i really would like to know like how far people in the industry go to make him feel like you're one of us because mm-hmm. before like he like i said he was an outsider but also he wasn't signed to a major he was signed to an indie yeah glass so note, yeah it was, so it wasn't like he was like the guy over there, but now uh-huh. he's on the RCA, number one song in the country. Um, the show would rate right. So you do all these things. I would have expected 2018 would have been the year of the Gambino feature, and I'm just kind of surprised that that hasn't happened at all. And everyone's dropped. So so technically, he's not mainstream yet, right? But he is. Though. Is, is he like? Is but it full is mainstream? Yeah. I mean, I know the records have been big, but does it feel without features okay. and without being? Everywhere like that. Can you like st- when he was nominated for Grammy for Rap Grammy of the Year last year, 
he felt more mainstream than like an indie person. Like somehow I felt like his probability of winning was higher than Migos, even though Migos had the more mainstream hits. He feels less mainstream than Chance the Rapper, and Chance the Rapper has much bigger records. Okay, fair enough. This is true. And I don't know what the, but I don't know what that less mainstream is. I mean, outside of just yeah, not having yeah, a feature, yeah. like it's just, just I don't. He inhabits this different kind of space than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll say this is America really kind of made me question. This is America and the video that just dropped because it seems like when he drops songs, it's still in a very like small space. Right, it's okay. real, it still feels yeah, niche. it still feel very niche. But when he drops a video, it's Everybody everywhere. Knows. Like I've seen all the little gifs and clips of this video. You know, everybody from Kanye crying to you know Beyonce, you've seen it everywhere. But when the record dropped, I didn't really hear the noise that I expected for someone who just had like a number one record in the country. And I'll never forget when I was in, I had left Miami from Rolling Loud. And I had got on the plane, and by the time I got off, I think it was like he had the number one song in the country. That and it fast. felt like an alternate reality. And that was with This Is America? Yeah. That song, I think it peaked number one for like two weeks. My yeah. God. And that's why I was like, well, I know for one, the video had a big part of it just because of how uh, it was dissected and how it moved around. But even with this one, I feel like if he would have dropped the video first, it would have moved. It would. It would have affected Billboard. I'm interested in seeing how it charts this this upcoming week, just because it's pretty viral. He seems like he has a really good way of entering the mainstream versus like being having like a, a position there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's weird. I'm interested in seeing what these album sales will be when this next one drops. What kind of album do you think we get out of him now? Because this is America and the Summer Pack. I don't even know if the Summer Pack is the album. That's it, it feels like there's two. Like let me just throw those out there. And because I'm touring be and I need something new to I perform. To play. Right. I, yeah. I think this is America has to go on the album. It feels like it. If he's gonna do like businessman. I thought he Donald said it wasn't Glover gonna thing. go on the album. Did he say that already? I thought he. Oh, said if he that. said that, uh, then that's different. I don't but, know if there was an official statement about that. I feel okay. like the I feel like oh, the record sure. label says, don't hey. Hey, hey, buddy! <laughs> like, even if this album is only nine songs, like this one needs to be number nine. But what what kind of album are we getting from Donald Glover now? Or from I ha- I feel like I have to call him Donald Glover. Like it doesn't even feel. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's retiring the Wu Tang name generator moniker. Donald. Yeah, because Donald Glover is way more known than Childish Gambino. Yeah, uh, you don't think so? Kinda. It's it like a fifty-fifty like- thing. It's like the symbiote still has him. I feel like people don't know they're the same person yet. Not what? everyone knows. Yeah, man. My, wait, who? Wait, somebody didn't know that recently. Cardi he, B. Yeah, I know. Cardi B didn't know that they were the same. I'm sure, the same but also my, my sister was like the same way. She had texted me. She was like, "Why didn't you tell me Aaron can sing?" And I was like, "What are you talking about, <laughs> yo?" Because <laughs> she saw some video, you know, the uh, the Tamaya video of him singing in the studio. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, she like came across it on YouTube one day and was like, "Why is Earn singing?" And I was like, "You do know he's like a whole artist, like he has albums." And she was like, "No." Oh my god. So yeah. he's in a different space now. I do feel like there is an audience of people who might not necessarily equate them as being like synonymous. Well, think about that video, right? Where he was at the, where Chance brought him out of the school in Chicago yeah. and he did that. Those weren't like teenagers in that video. Like those kids, some of those kids in that video were probably like nine, 10, 11 years old. Yeah. And they were going apeshit. <laughs> 
for Donald Glover. For, the, oh, for Earn. For Earn. Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. Randall Lando. Even Lando. Even Lando. He, has, he, has a, like, he goes by a lot of names. He's got a lot of names he's now. He's got a lot of names that's now. That's how you know you get money. I, I you guess, start having I guess it, would, it would make sense to kind of retire one just to make it seamless. I think even his Twitter is Donald Glover. Streamlining a little bit. Uh-huh. Is, is his Twitter Donald Glover? I think so. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it makes more sense to retire it. But also, I also think he's he likes different spaces though. I think he likes having to be Troy to have Aaron to have these things just to represent uh-huh. like a period of, of his artistry. You know, mm-hmm. there's separations, but he probably should retire it. If it feels so dated now, really. What childish, childish Gambino? Gambino? <laughs> I mean, we, we got weird rap names in 2018, but that one still kind of sits as. Like, nah, bro. And it doesn't even sit right when I think about what he is now and who he is now yeah. and just, like, the Frederick Douglass hair and the whole nine. Like, <laughs> no. That's not Childish Gambino. His music like, sounds so like, grown now, too. It's super grown. It's so adult. Also, I think this was the album going to sound like. I think the album going to sound, like, very almost, like, electric R&B-esque. Uh-huh. Not, like, I think... Oh, so it's still my black been, as hell. Yeah, it's still gonna be black as hell, but it's probably gonna be more like dance music and less mm-hmm. and less funk. Huh. Well, man, y'all didn't hear the record that leaked yesterday, huh? No. Yeah, what a song leaked. I sent it to y'all after this. A song leaked and it sounds like it would fit the summer pack. Oh. Very like seamlessly. So okay. makes me believe this is the sound. This is the sound. So Gambino. <laughs> is he going? Uh, once again for the the barbecue next door he's going like for like michael jackson and trap yeah I, I i really do believe he wants to make like everyday like family reunion pop music mm. that's what he's trying to hit. he's trying to hit that market where you can i think he wants to be stevie wonder in a way where there's certain stevie records you mm-hmm. could just play all purpose. Oh, yeah, just put them you on. Know. And these feel good. These are jams. Exactly. Oh, it's still going to be warm down here for a long time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but also we good. Way, we kinda, super good. I don't know. I feel like he also gets to function as like the background and like his own music. Because if you listen to like a camp or you listen to Because the Internet, like his rapping is very much like in the foreground and it like screams at you, kind of like Twitter trolling or whatever. There's something about just like his to- his tone that's like just very angry or whatever. And so like, with stuff like Redbone, it's it like I played that whole record today and it just like faded into the background for me because it was like nothing was like grating at me. He didn't have some line about E coming in your face or anything like that. Like mm. none of that shit was happening. You didn't respect the E coming line. No, okay. It was from his EP that first EP that he re released. I wrote it down because it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he said, "Ee coming on her face now. That's poetry in motion." <laughs> when he's doing his Parliament imitation, like he doesn't have room for shit like that. When yeah. he's doing his Erica Badu imitation, yeah. there's no room for shit like you that. Can't bring, yeah, you can't bring that to Parliament. So, I it would be to his benefit, I guess. It's funny how like he's Ee <laughs> coming. <laughs> <laughs> See, you gotta go back and listen to the old stuff for yeah, the comedy. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna go back for the, I'm gonna, for the comedy. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, gonna, I'm is, definitely gonna go back. It's comedy, some old school childish game. But what I liked about because of the internet, I feel like he was finding his voice as a singer, and I like how the album is constructed. I like the story. I like how. It When's the last time you listened to it? Uh, like three weeks ago. Okay. 
it's is uh is what I like the album a lot. It might be terrible because I mean people like this Eminem album, and I'm telling them it's bad. So I could. There's be wrong. redeeming qualities on the Eminem right. album. That's a different. Co- that's a different conversation yeah. for a different day. I'm not we'll, gonna. Derail. We'll talk about how wrong you are. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. Derail. We'll do another time. Oh, why are we fighting? Thing, why are we fighting? We're gonna, no, we're, not. we're gonna talk. He about said it. there was redeeming qualities on this, the Eminem yeah, there's, album. There's definitely. And I know and they're I, not. I, I'm gonna lay out a very good case as yeah. to why. Continue. Man, you better call Johnny, man. You like you talk about cases. I've heard the album. I know what's there. I'll okay. bring my okay. Well, well another time, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but the same way he can see redeeming qualities in that album, I like because of the internet. I just don't know, objectively speaking, how good it holds up. But I think it's like a it's like a personal project for me. It's just, okay. it, I know exactly where I was when the album dropped. But I think same. every every album he has progressed as a vocalist mm-hmm. and as a songwriter. I always like the the song sober. I always felt like if Usher did that record, it would have been like a hit. Super smash if Usher Yo, did that. It was, he so, could have used one of those. Yeah, oh, <laughs> my yeah. God. Seriously. <laughs> he uh, could have used one of those. For papers is sober? Oh, my God. Yo, Guys. I'm telling you. It was a fantasy world where Donald Glover just wrote hits for Usher, and he had a great comeback. Damn, that's all I'm saying. That is Usher's so not too late. Cold. No, it's not. It's not, late. not too late. Your, your skin <laughs> is still super smooth. There's still it is, time. It's time. I just, I really think they, they probably should have positioned Donald to be a good songwriter for others because I feel like he got records that yeah. would have worked for other voices or like would have just worked in for so, people that had a little bit more acclaim than him. Because I think for a while he just couldn't get over the threshold of you know kind of being the indie guy or that one point six. It was true. it was okay to not like him for a long time. For sure, seriously, where it was like, oh, you listen to Donald Glover or you listen to Childish Gambino, but now seeing how big he is, that's why I'm surprised by like the claims because I remember. Me and you both. I was probably the one making jokes about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, no, seriously, like I didn't give a shit about. Like, I, in my mind, he was Charles Hamilton. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm just going to be 100% honest with you. In yeah. my mind, yeah. Charles Gambino was Charles Hamilton, Jesus. and I had no interest in any of that. I'm super cool. But once, but I gave him, but once I heard something that moved me, that's when I gave him a fair shot. I was like, okay, I'll. I'll. But this is the perfect representation of how much he was hated. Where you didn't yeah. have to even hear a record, you could just be like, oh, that guy? That yeah, guy, yeah. His, his name did not have no goodwill for a while. There was definitely right. no goodwill. Right. to say about that. Jesus, I wonder, I wonder how that affects you as an artist to just be like hated like that. That one point six messed him up. It probably made him a better artist though. If he would have got like a seven, he would have never changed. He would have made like three more camps. Like this is it. This is what right. they love. Right. This is this Give is the it. people what they want. This is why we gotta bash the Eminem album. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I don't. Well, you know see, what though? What I, I don't do. have. See, you gonna derail me? Maybe going to this Marshall Mathers thing that I wasn't gonna talk okay, no, about. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. We'll do it another time. We'll do it another time. I just want you to know. Yeah. Full circle. Full circle. The full circle. I think it's actually related because the internet is not no longer the worldwide internet. There's now different factions where we can kind of slip into our own corners where like Eminem is the goat all time. And then meanwhile, like on the other side, like Childish Gambino is the biggest auteur of your personal universe. I think it actually works out. But okay, this is my question. Uh-huh. How does the these personal spaces, I guess in relation to how we gauge popularity, mm-hmm. how does that work in a sense? Because Eminem is still capable of moving like 320,000 records. Like my mom knows who he is. Right, it's still crazy. But he, but like how big is he though? Like 
in relation to somebody like Childish Gambino? Like, how do we gauge who's the biggest artist in the world right now when it just seems like the we're all kind of liking what we like? Yeah. Didn't Eminem do stadiums in Europe just a second ago? That's not fair. It's not fair. Those Europe's are people a, who Europe, bought tickets. Europe's not aware of how bad he is. <laughs> They're behind, okay? They're catching up, though. Ask me in two years he's doing stadiums. <laughs> well, they, you know, in two years, Eminem would have been rapping for like 25 <laughs> years. I will say he You're is. Right, it's it's Childish, insane. Well, no, it's crazy. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if. I mean, clearly Childish Gambino wasn't doing that. But I mean, he's but he's a much more. I, I mean, I hate relevant. I don't know what the word. Childish Gambino is much more of right now than somebody like Eminem is. Did anybody see Childish Gambino at the Outcast reunion? No. Because that's another way to think of his weird trajectory from when he opened for Was Outcast. that when he threw a fit? Hmm? Was that when he had a and problem with the... Cuddy had to Oh, no, Cuddy, Cuddy threw a fit. At the yeah. he, was bef- he performed before, he before Cuddy. Yeah, I, yeah Wait, I got there. That's yeah, I missed was. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah, was Rory, Gambino, Cuddy, Outkast. Yeah. That's crazy, because right it, now it would be Rory, Cuddy, Gambino, Outkast. See, that's where I feel like his trajectory is right now. Yeah. Like, where it feels like a total no-brainer. Like, of course, we would have had to have moved him up. At least that much we know to be true. And that was only, what, four years ago? Yeah. Yeah. That's still far saying. Does he want to take it that far? Like, does he want to be outcast? Like, does he want it to get that big? Because he doesn't, Yo. to me, it doesn't seem like he wants it to get that big. It feels like he just... Not that he doesn't want to be successful, but he just doesn't strike me as I'm trying to be the biggest artist in the world and dominate all that I survey. Like, he doesn't come across to me as that kind of guy. Maybe not just for music. I was say, does he have time for that? I don't think he has yeah, time how do you, for yeah, similar focus. Yeah, how do you write focus. a show and do acting and do yeah. movies and, and do, do these things? And do, like, and features. And features you know? and be Drake. Like you I just can't. don't. And be Drake, right? Like, <laughs> that's just what you have to do. You would have to yeah, be Drake. That's a good point. And still have do a hit this. TV show and a hit movie. Uh, and like I just don't see how that's possible. Because I, I don't. Think, I think that's why Drake hasn't done TV yet. Yeah, because he's like, like I'm not major. done putting my foot on these motherfuckers' <laughs> necks in music, and there's no way I can do both. There's just not too much time goes into one. Than he did the other. five nights in Madison Square Garden. See, that's insane. In a row, sold them all out. You can't do that and shoot. Atlanta. Atlanta. And right Atlanta. <laughs> and, and right, and right direct Atlanta. Atlanta. Like you can't, Atlanta. You can't do all like, of yeah, that. I just know. But is he big enough to do the Super Bowl? Oh, my God. Right I now? know we debated this already. Yeah, but like, yeah. but think about it. Think about it. Come on. Right think about it. That's... Album comes out in November. Uh-huh. He Huge. By February. He... No, I mean, <laughs> he said no. Nah. Here's the nah. thing: I've also heard way too many bad ideas for I think Childish Gambino to be a reality. Right now, Childish Gambino can only do seven and a half minutes, Super Super Bowl minutes. True. And seven and a half is probably be being very generous. How many? He can do This Is America and Redbone. Uh, Redbone, and then it's really like. Hold on, wait. I feel like <laughs> this <Super> Bowl <laughs> now. The Super, you had the Super Bowl. Okay, you got a point. <laughs> He could curate it. He yeah, could he could bring it. And friends, sure. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Gambino and friends. Yeah, I think it could happen. Well, one of the friends have to be outcast. Absolutely. One of his friends yeah. would have to be outcast. It's like Correct. a requirement. <laughs> at, at the very minimum, ludicrous. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Wow. Your face so at the, is not uh, convinced. For him to be the very minimal, I was like, dang, I don't know if I want Luda to be the minimal. 
Well, I'm, no, I'm saying as far as like if she was bringing out friends. Luda Day. Okay, that's fair. The biggest, the big, the biggest mainstream Atlanta artist would probably be Outkast and Ludacris, and then everyone else falls under. Wait, right? Luda's bigger than Ti? Oh, on Tia? a mainstream level, uh, I, I think Ti could do it. Ti could definitely do it. It's I not that Ti is eligible, it. but is Ludacris? Okay, bigger than this is this is my question, and this is a good oh one God. to use these two. Okay, how big did Fast and Furious make Ludacris in like music? Like in is, music, in well, music, it I, didn't. okay. No. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, would the people that go see Fast and Furious movies feel like they would buy the next Ludacris album? That's I don't know. But so yeah. that's why it goes into other people that's watching Atlanta into Childish Gambino's music. Like those, those, those two mediums coexist in that kind of way where one leads oh, into the another. I see what you're saying. Because that mm. show's huge, right? But how big is it where it's affecting his album sales, where it's affecting his ticket sales, where it's affecting, like, who's showing up to see Earn? Somewhat, but I wouldn't think it's anything crazy. Because I would think there's still people who have seen the show who have no idea about his music. See, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he should that's, be a shameless self-promoter a little bit more. Well, I mean, he's not even the rapper on the show, so maybe they were looking for Paperboy. I find a way to play my own song on my show. <laughs> that's not the type of guy that he is he has pure art which I that, would, that would be so wild like being earned and being like this is that new challenge <laughs> <laughs> break the fourth wall <laughs> like, look at the camera <laughs> give you a, a, a movie star wink and a smile <laughs> They had I an mean, invisible car. Right. <laughs> what you have an invisible I'm car? I'm just saying, when, you, like. when you're bringing in... I think they did really good in ratings. I know the first season, I never looked at the ratings for the second season. I'm just thinking about you at least up to a million people have seen your show, yeah, for have sure. paid attention to that. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that translate into music? Because I guess it's like he's in all these mediums. He's in movies. He's mm-hmm. in television. He's in music. But can you be the biggest artist in music? And fluctuate in those two spaces like it doesn't it doesn't to me it seems like everything is really separate which i wonder how it's going to affect him in the long run like can you be the biggest if you don't have the focus as a drake or a jay where you can kind of play the businessman role but still put out an album every year well maybe that's how he's actually able to pull it off because i think if you want to occupy both spaces you also have to kind of accept that like you're not going to be at yeah. a jay-z level yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe he finds more peace with that it's like, For oh, sure. I could flip from one space to another. I wish I could do that shit. And be fluid that way and just yeah. move however you want to move. Yeah, there's yeah. a certain amount of freedom to that, you know? For sure. It's He's... a different level of success. I mean, they call it a renaissance, man. I don't know what you would call it now, but. So is there. So it's humbler. So in saying all that, does that mean there's no real pressure with whatever this album is? Is there no, like, he doesn't have to top Redbone, really? He doesn't have to, like. I mean, I'm pretty sure RCA wants him to. Of course, yeah, they want, they want to, to for sure. But I mean, what is that? I mean, if, I guess if your theory holds up that it's going to be, you know, trap Michael Jackson kind of, then like <laughs> <laughs> the sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned. Like, you know, but I just wonder, it doesn't feel like there's pressure on him. It feels like, oh, it's Donald Glover. He can come out and do what he wants to when he wants to. We're not even like, 
No one is demanding anything. No one's on his neck. I don't feel like they're at his back. Like, hurry that's, up. And, that's funny. Which because is wild. Now it's almost like you're the opposite of the outsider. Like, you're you're outside, but you're inside. But you're inside, though. Right. You're like definitely. an expert curator. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now that's an interesting space to be in. Because, like, if it's a low-pressure space, it seems like everyone else feels like they're in a the high-pressure space. Very high-pressure space. Like, you're worried about being forgotten. You're worried about, like, okay, if this record didn't work, I got to drop another one. Or, I got to get on know. Queen Radio. <laughs> I see. I didn't. I wanted to. I didn't want to. Yes. I didn't want to say her name, but it's like yeah. he's doing a better job than she is, and she probably has more tools with which to do it. Man, and he's just doing it simply. Like, here's a song. Here's you could not have told me in 2010, Childish Gambino would be a bigger artist than Nicki Minaj. Well, yeah. I wouldn't go that far. I, think I would I say that she. He, someone's having an easier time than someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that much. <laughs> I mean, that's more way of phrasing it. Yeah. One of them is having a better summer. Well, I mean, put like, I mean, Nikki can do some things. He's having a better King. 2018, but we'll give him a summer. She doesn't have a TV show. That's all I'm saying. When does Atlanta <laughs> have? Has he said when Atlanta comes back? Nah, they haven't. There's no type of talk at all about season. Oh, they, I think FX renewed it, but. They haven't started talking about it, not yet. Okay. That's also, the cast is getting really big, too. Like, mm-hmm. everybody separately is doing pretty big movies. I wonder how long the show is going to last. Yeah. I'll give it one more season. I don't think you can keep that many people that popular One together. more as far as three total or one more as in four? I think three total. Damn. I don't think they're going to top off at three. You sound so sad. Oh, I don't want it to happen, but I just, I can't imagine, I can't imagine them doing six seasons. Or something like that. No, six might be a a stretch. I wanted a good five. Give me a handful. You wanted a handful? Yeah. Just give me a handful. Yeah. Because predictions. But I but I I will say to your point though, the the way the arc is going is like how do you get two more after there has to be yeah. some major twist, or I mean, not that the show is that linear because they kind of do what they want to do anyway. Right. As far as you know, these are vignettes more or less. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe some thread here and there but for the most part like we're just gonna do what we want to do from week to week and right and they don't really want to show you a show about being a rapper you know and i don't want it to turn into that i saw people complaining all. that it wasn't a show about like they thought it should have more a it's, linear that's how, thing. it's how it got written about in the very beginning it was like atlanta hip-hop there's a rapper yeah. in this show like oh he's gonna go to magic city you know first the, thing. the funny thing is if you read the early like uh, pieces about the Fresh Prince from the premise, you would have think it was a completely different show. Really? Because mm. like they think it's a rapper show, so they're like they're doing interviews with Will Smith, like so you'll be rapping, huh? He's <gasps> like, no, it's like I'm not a rapper on the show. It's just like it's hip hop inspired. That's it's like it's very girl. much like a lot of the early interviews where they just had the premise of the show and they had the rapper uh-huh. where they were talking to him about the show as if it was going to be MTV raps. Oh and he's my like, god! No, 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 no! That five phrase is gonna show up, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like a lot of things about Atlanta was they had made this assumption that okay, this is about Donald Glover, it's a rapper, it's gonna be a rap show. Mm. Yeah, and nah, not really. That's how like, it happened. Yeah, no, no, this is a show about a rapper, but it's not a rap show, and that's why I think there's gonna be a point where they can't kind of stretch it out anymore because I. They, He's got to get famous because I don't think falling off and coming back up would be the way they want to tell that story. Yeah, no, he needs to get famous or at least some modicum of fame. He needs to be like Yellow Wolf famous. 
like that level of he's got to be at least yellow with famous in the show right now he has you to think be. so he's viral yeah, I guess he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's viral. It's like he's like a man showed up at Shit. his house on the first episode. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, okay, I guess he's yellow. Like, Paperboy live here. That's pretty. That's pretty yeah, yellow yeah, wolf. Yeah, yellow. I'm pretty sure people show up at the yellow wolf house all the time. Like, at some point, yeah, he's yellow wolf. Okay. All right. I'm just saying he's going on tour. I think when it ended, he's pretty famous. So by next season, I believe they'll probably do like another. Just kind of like skip. He'll probably have his first album out. At least sign a deal. You know. It's just, it's just funny, like, how much drama can you put into a show where once you kind of get out the hood, like, what's next? I mean, he has to get back with Zay-Z, and they have to be some type of family unit. Nah, right? that's dead. <laughs> they no, said it's over. No. It's a wrap. Like, He's going to be on child support. No <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be a bunch of money. He's going to be in court like, yeah, yeah, run it. He's sending checks. I mean, I can see three happening, but... Yeah. I want to be greedy and ask for top of at three with the finale being he's gonna get a Grammy. Paperboy gets a Grammy. What That's my prediction. Paperboy's Grammy speech sound. Like. Exactly. If Migos can't win a Grammy, how is Paperboy gonna get one? Because it's <laughs> fictional. If he can just make it up, maybe <laughs> he'll just no, write it in. Maybe it'll be a song with the Migos, and they'll like bring the fantasy and the, what we wanted in reality to, to come together. Yeah, we come together. I just feel like, like if the Migos cannot get a Grammy, at least give Paperboy a Grammy. Oh, you're so, you're saying it's a matter of poetic justice. Yes. Okay. Give that to us. Let us have that. If we can't win it, Super Bowl. Give us that. <laughs> give us this, at least. I just need to see a trophy, For man. For the love of God, Please. let us win something. Bring right. it back to East Atlanta. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Has it's... anybody from East Atlanta won a Grammy? Mm. Mm. Uh, Gucci hasn't won. I don't won. think so. Black. Okay, now I'm getting on the committee. Okay, this is, you, you're going to get on the Grammy committee? We're all getting on the Grammy committee okay. for this. This is the conspiracy. I hope no one snitches the on us. Mm. But we're literally going to infiltrate the Grammys okay. to give somebody from East Atlanta. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> you can just will join. Right. You. <laughs> we, would, we would just have to get like credentials. Right. No, it would, it'll be nothing, but it's about infiltrating. They'll never see us coming. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Missing a possible one. Like, right. Mm. Down I feel like you got to be the change you want to see in the world. Mm. Yeah, this is how we're gonna do that. Change. I like it. Okay, I like it. Well, I'm glad we got this blood pack now. <laughs> Shit's about to get weird. Um, <laughs> I guess to, I guess to wrap. Like, yo, you're seeing him this week in Atlanta. Yes. How are you feeling going to the show? It's Thursday, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Derek who hooked that up. Um, I saw him a couple years ago when because of the internet uh, tour. Okay. So that was my first time seeing him. It was a pretty dope show. I guess what I'm interested in because he didn't tour. Did he tour Waking My Love? I, I thought he did. Was there? Did he? I don't know. I don't know when he would have time to. Yeah, I felt like I saw him do spot, spot dates. dates. Yeah, but okay, I don't. Maybe I don't. Dates. I don't know if I ever saw him say. Hey, I'm doing 15 cities, 20 cities. He did out, like a there. he did do like a one-off show, I want to say. Like he's been very good about that. Like the Ferris experience, for example. Yes. So maybe that's what he was doing. Right. Then. So I okay. I'm more interested in what the track listing is going to be like, uh-huh. what the stage setup is going to be like. He's very technical when it comes to the show, so Yeah. I feel like it's going to be experience. So that's exciting. It's always exciting to see someone who pits on a show. Yeah. Versus just well, like, he's a showman. Oh, he's a showman. Okay. Yeah, from what I've seen. 
so yeah, man, I'm just excited to kind of see what he brings to the stage now, especially since I think he didn't tour actually. I think he did he did the one-off shows, so this will be the first time he's been out on the road with these songs. Plus, I get to kind of see how people react to it in real time. I don't know how how well it's selling. I know it still has some tickets for sale, so it's not completely sold out. Mm-hmm. But I think it's gonna be pretty packed. So, how many new fans do you think will be there? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, oh. what do they the percentage of the, of the crowd percentage? You have to put a number on. What do you, you think the Girl Scouts gonna be there? Do you guys have you guys heard of the Girl Scout? The, the Girl Scout. It was like a Atlanta-based Girl Scout, and like her, well, her dad's oh, like recording he bought, her in the car, and she's yeah, singing yeah, yeah, Redbone yeah. to the tune of like you know. I think he bought up all our cookies or something. Oh, like Colbert that. or something. Colbert, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can see him That's still so insane. Maybe they will show up. See, yeah. or I'm just envisioning a, a ton of like parent, daughter, mother, daughter, father. I daughter really type. wonder how many kids will be there. I think it's an all ages <gasps> show. It might really be a completely different crowd. Oh my I mean, he's, saying, like, he's from the that. Bonnaroo yeah, Bros I saw. Because yeah. yeah. I, for, I forgot how big Redbone was as far as like crossing him over into like the for other sure. side of the audience. Sure. I mean, like, this is America was like a viral Twitter thing, but Redbone was a record. Mm-hmm. That was a hit record. And it, it is. I mean, I don't know what his what the breakdown was in the crowd, you know, prior to Redbone or, or his earlier stuff. But I'm interested just to see. If black folks show up to like, oh shit, Childish Gambino's here. Let me run out of seats. I mean, I feel like he probably has a lot more goodwill in that, in that with us too. Yeah, true. Also, it's weird that he like lives here and there's like no sightings. An old fourth ward, supposedly. Yeah, I saw him walking down Juniper one time, like in two thousand fourteen, thirteen, maybe. Really. Yeah. I feel like I see more pictures of Andre 3000 in New York than I see <laughs> of Childish Gambino in Atlanta. Actually in Atlanta. Actually in Atlanta. No, but it, Andre 3000 looks happy. Like, I wouldn't want to take a picture of Donald Glover walking around Old Fourth Ward. I just feel like he wouldn't want that, but Andre 3000. He, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think Donald Glover's going to show you his teeth when he takes a picture. You know, right. Like, Andre was all teeth. All like, teeth. I'm He's happy so to be cute. here. You see, like, three new sightings a week in He's always just seems so excited. I don't know though. I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if Donald Glover was like. I don't know. It's so weird. He's very hard to, to pinpoint like what his kind of mood would be. Mm. Like who knows anything about? Do we know anything about him for real? Like seriously. About him, like for real. Like because like to what? me, all his interviews are very like vague. They're very like based. Yeah, he has mystique on him still. Yeah, so it almost seems like well, there's no sightings. No one really ever sees him. No one really ever talks to him. He doesn't really do press. It's very like he just pops up with this content. Yeah, thing. he's always like, I got a movie. I got a TV show. I got an album. Watch this video. A right. lot of the press seems to center around uh, Atlanta for sure. Like he did, he did do that big New Yorker feature. Yes, where it was like, okay, here's his wife. Here's his baby's name. Although I yeah. think. He, the writer wasn't supposed to reveal that or whatever. Mm. Um, it was a bunch of like, it was a bunch of like content that was dumped in that really shows you being yes of the person, but not exactly a whole illustration. Like when he was talking about like he's new Tupac and the Esquire piece, and it's just like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does well, that mean? Exactly. <laughs> He'll just say certain things, and I'd be like, what are you, t- like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I feel like he's just a big troll. So that's why it's like even harder to pinpoint what's real about Donald Glover and what's a character. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe that's the whole point. Maybe that's the whole point. <laughs> Maybe that's the whole point. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. 
As long as the album slaps, he can be whatever That's he all wants that to matters. Be. He can be whatever level of weird or introvert he wants to be. Just, just make sure it Just slaps. make sure that shit slap, dog. Okay. And, make <laughs> sure, wow. and make sure we tell Eminem that's all we want. Oh my God. It's an album that slaps. Oh, my God. Well, Something to Say is produced by Michael Seva, and the intro music is produced by Slim. You can find us on SoundCloud and as well as AudioMac. Any last words about Eminem? Wow, yo already walked away. I guess that's that. <laughs>